This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Top Chef for Half Up. I am Haley. You can unpack your knives and stay. Uh, and I am here as always. Um, you know what? Not with my usual co-host, but as always in life, the person I live with, we, I would say we're probably codependent at this point. Ethan, hey. Hey, sorry. <laughs> well, you're back again. It's so soon, eh? I am back. I'd like to just start by apologizing to everyone that they have to listen to me for the <laughs> second week in a row. It's not fair to anyone, but I'm happy to be here. But you're a great pinch hitter. It was either this or I podcast alone, and I can only imagine that's an automatic delete for people. You would have been great. Oh, I know you. that you low-key wanted to podcast alone <laughs> just to see what that was like. <laughs> I want to experiment. But no dice. No dice. No dice today. No dice, but yay, carne seca, right? That's right. The weird meat in the sky that I wish I could try immediately. That's what I call you, meat in the sky. Meat in the sky. Because I'm taller than you. You are taller than me, yeah. Um, we're, we're in Tucson. We are in the beautiful metropolis of Ooh, Tucson. Feel the rush. We're already planning our next vacation to Tucson. It's a UNESCO gastronomy. Yep. Site. I do love UNESCO World Heritage sites. Honestly, I would Loki like to go. Actually, Big Key, I'd like to go to Tucson. I'd be for fine the, with that. For the meat in the sky. It seems like a letdown with past um, Top Chef seasons yeah. and the globe trotting that we've recently started to do, especially. But hey, man, it's still good. Tucson. Um, I actually thought this was like a really lovely episode. I think they did a great job at highlighting. Um, some Tucson ingredients, some Tucson chefs. Uh, I can't believe we're already so close to the finale. The season has seemed to fly by. When I think about it, it does seem forever ago that we were watching like the first few episodes, I guess. But at the same time, it feels like it's gone extremely fast. Yeah. I mean, May is over. I, is... I think it might be like we knew quite early on, at least had a good idea of like who some of the finalists were going to be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Some of them are just so standout that Maybe we've just been expecting to be here for so long. I, th- I think that's probably the case. Um, and then, you know, we're at the point where we are at our last quick fire of this season. Um, they meet, the chefs meet at El Charo Cafe after eating some charcuterie that has been in the sun for a while. Yep, the oldest uh, family run Mexican restaurant, I think run by the same family in the same location. There was a lot of um, asterisk <laughs> with that, but it's still cool. Uh, it was cool at home of the chimichanga. Have you ever eaten in a chimichanga? I think I have. I think um, a local restaurant by us called Smoking Buddha. Oh, okay. I think that they okay. have, uh, they do like largely Thai food, but I think one of their slight um, side roads they take is yeah. a chimichanga. I yeah. think I've had it and it's delicious. I think we should make, I, I think we could make a chimichanga and be happy about it. Yeah, I think so too. Hmm. We're going to have to try that. Um, I feel like a uh, chimichanga is one of those things, even if you mess up, 
you still, still have like delicious. a delicious yeah. pile of food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like fried, like what, how can we make a burrito even better? Fry it. Fry it. Yep. Um, so the contestants were asked to create a dish featuring carne seca, um, which is a dried meat product. It's kind of like beef jerky, but it's all sun-dried as has been done um, for many, many, many years slash centuries. Um, when I first thought about sun-roasted meat, it didn't feel the most great about it. But then I was like, they've done this for like ever. It's probably delicious. It looked delicious. Um, and the chefs made some really delicious dishes using it. It did look delicious um, hanging up there. Mm-hmm. One of the chefs was even like, is that always how you do it? Like, no, we just put it up there for Top Chef. Just to mess with you guys. <laughs> yeah, like we rented the crane because it's not just <laughs> yeah. like in the sky. It was like high above the restaurant. Yeah, I got the sense. I, I, I'm pretty sure it said the restaurant name on I got the sense that's like the idea is that you can see it. From like anywhere in the city. Yeah, it's from, like, it's yeah. like Christ the Redeemer, yeah. but like it's the carne wa- seque the re- redeemer yeah it's the water tower of tucson it's just this meat that you can see from anywhere but yeah i like think the that's Northern the gimmick Star. i think you can you can see it it seems like it would get you sick like just you can't leave a steak maybe you can leave a steak out maybe in the sun all day and eat it and it'd be fine but it just seems wrong but oof, i love beef jerky as you know yeah you do not um, it's not that I dislike it. It's just that you say yeah when I'm eating it, so I feel like you don't. Like <laughs> it, it just gets caught in my teeth, and I don't like the feeling of that. I thought it looked delicious, super super garlicky. All the chefs yeah. were saying you could almost like see some garlic on it. I like the look of it. Yeah, and I thought that any all of these dishes I would order that they made for the quick fire. Uh, Sarah made a carne seca seca gravy over polenta with a soft egg, morels, and a blackberry salsa. I do love fruit and savory dishes, but I think the blackberry salsa just threw me off a little bit, but I could see how this would balance the rest of it perfectly. It'd be interesting to see like if she went super sweet with the blackberry salsa, was it almost like closer to the savory side would have been right. interesting? Like, I love a soft egg. Early? Yeah, exactly. Like maybe it would have been okay, but lent in a soft egg sound good to me. Yeah, you love a soft egg. I do. Uh, Damar made grilled avocado with carne seca vinaigrette, fried tortillas, and grilled corn. Um, now, this is the dish I am most likely to recreate. And by that, I mean, I'm really excited to recreate this dish this summer. Really? Not with carne seca vinaigrette, but I really want to do like the grilled tortilla with like a corn salsa, some, um, uh, what's it called? The onions that I like? Pickled uh, onions. Oh, I thought I was going to say red. I mean, not not red onions, but like pickled onions and, you know, breadcrumbs or like the tortilla chips. I think they would be really delicious. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't love this one as much. Me too. Um, I like the idea of the grilled avocado. I don't think I've ever had that. That sounds good. But I think just the fact that like we feel we could make this dish at home okay, is like not boding well for Damar because all the other ones are like, I don't know what that is i don't know how to make that whereas like we could really it just seemed a little easy it's like a bit of a layup for damar yeah it last two weeks damar he's has just been, been like, a tough time which has been sad to watch because we love damar so much i think he's in his head a little bit for sure um and i kind of wish he featured the carne seca just a little bit more other than in the vinaigrette i think maybe even um doing doing the carne seca like deep fried or grilled or something to add that a bit more of a texture that that the judges were looking for might have been great forgot to mention our guest our um our guest top chef judge uh for this episode um or in this challenge at least was maria from last season whom i deeply love and was so excited to see again me too it was nice to see her uh very much in her element too yeah she uh clearly I don't know, it seemed like she'd been to the mission garden before and even if she hadn't she seemed quite familiar with it so it was cool to like i was like that i like the like here's a local chef they're gonna take you around and mm-hmm. show you what matters to them which is i just think a cool take i'm really enjoying that style this season mm-hmm. of having like the combo of people we know and love mixed with some local chefs that are really giving context to to the season and to the area that it's in yeah mainly dawn but <laughs> now we're starting to put some other ones too. Um, Buddha made an upside down tostada with carne seca, wahio, chipotle, and queso. Um, this is probably one of Buddha's bigger missteps this season. Yes, I would say so. 
Um, his uh, tortilla was a little greasy and soft. And I, I think if you lifted the tostada up, it wasn't like the most appetizing plate. No, but I, that's kind of like what he was going for, though, right? He's like, I, he, I'm pretty sure he said, I want this to look like you dropped it on the floor. Like a tostada upside <laughs> down. Which is, I mean, that's not going to be pretty. It's going to be much like our failed chimichanga. It's going to be a mess on a plate. <laughs> All that matters is if it tastes good. It was a bit of a misstep by him. Just, oh, just that tortilla tostada was just a little greasy. But other yeah. than that, I feel like he was right there. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to have a misstep, it's better to have it in the quick fire than in the the uh, elimination challenge. Yeah, this is basically going to be my Buddha appreciation podcast. I will say no wrong about Buddha. Just <laughs> every week, I'm just like, man, I want to hang out with this guy. He's so cool. He is very cool. I, I really l- love what he does does and we you and i have had this conversation a lot while watching the season um and in his his dishes are so interesting and so beautiful and i think you said it the other day but it's never style over substance with him it's like both sides of the coin are fully um fully realized which is really exciting and you know we watched a lot of top chef in the last couple six months couple six months uh and so we went through like the molecular gastronomy phase of Top Chef. And and I don't find that stuff particularly interesting because sometimes that feels like um, style for the sake of style without really caring about the food. But I don't think that's what Buddha does at all. No, he really really thinks about it. There's a purpose for everything on the plate. Um, Yeah, like he made, I mean, we'll get there. He made a snow later in the episode, which I feel like one of the judges like cursed out a few years mm-hmm, ago and was mm-hmm. like, we're sick of the snow, but like it his really made sense. So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. But yes, we will all, all continue to season this podcast lately <laughs> with uh, Buddha appreciation comments. Uh, and Evelyn made creamy grits with wahio, carne seca, and chayote relish. I mean, just sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, that does sound very good. To me. Um, I, I think Evelyn's, uh, I won't say lucky, obviously, because that's all part of the game, but like, I think she's like right in her wheelhouse here. I think sure. it's, you know, looking good for her coming to Tucson. I can only assume she was excited about that. It's just uh, some of the food uh, here is like inspired by the same, you know, stuff that she is used to and cooking with and ingredients and all that. Um, so I think she is right in her element. But Sarah takes this one and she is getting a an advantage in the elimination challenge. And our elimination challenge after a visit to Mission Gardens is to make a savory and sweet dish featuring cactus and chiltepin. Um, so they have a couple different cactuses to use, and chiltepin is like um, like a small pepper, I believe. Yeah, chiltepin. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I love this. I love being able to focus on some um, ingredients that are local to the area, and I think that chefs really took it to heart and didn't try to hide the ingredients at all um and i love that they had to make a savory and sweet dish we're at the point where we're making more than one dish uh for challenge and i loved it i love a savory and sweet challenge i think more challenges on top chef should be savory and sweet i know that like baking is a whole other show and there's all that whole different laneway for baking but i do feel like if you're going to be top chef you know, it's not, yeah. not, they don't always bake even like your dessert can be, you know, not baked technically. Um, but I think that they should have some like desserts in their wheelhouse. So I, I love to see it. I'm always down, especially this late in the season for some sweet and savory dishes. And I like the context of this one. Like you have to use one of them in each, but you can choose what is what. It's like a nice, it's like defined, but also open for interpretation. Yes, and I think we got some really fantastic dishes out of this, um, both on the savory and sweet side. Really didn't see, it it felt like the person who went home was kind of obvious because they're the only one who made an even slight misstep. Um, It felt like there was no other path. So let us get into those dishes. Um, Buddha made a mission garden tom yum soup with turnip wrap dumpling, calamari noodles, and prawns. Uh, I I would have to say Tom Yum Soup is in my top five soups. Ooh, see, not my favorite. It's not your favorite? You don't love, like, the... What is it that you don't love about Tom Yum Soup? I really, I don't know. I don't know genuinely how to 
even Just describe like, like what it what is flavor profile it is in there that I'm not liking. So I like a lot of that stuff. Like I can cross out ingredients that it's not because I know I like them in other dishes, but just something about it. It's just weird. I love, I love like a really sour soup that kind of like hits you in the back of the, Maybe back of the cheese. Maybe what it is. Although like, I feel like, you like other that, sour things. Yeah. I just, something about it. It just, it's just weird to me. Yeah. I love it. I would absolutely order this. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Like presentation mm-hmm. and even just like, he took the time to like make his plate look like a garden, which sometimes yeah. is a little way. But uh, and even this one, I guess it could be you know a little, yeah, unnecessary if you will. Sure. But it's Buddha man, so I'm down. <laughs> I love it, and it just like complemented it. It completed his story, and they seemed good with it. Yeah, they absolutely adored this dish. Um, Sarah, every time I'm expecting her to make a mistake and she doesn't. Like not every time. I mean in the specifically in the last two episodes. Yes. And like a you know, spilling ice cream on herself aside, not that kind of mistake. Like yeah. a finished presentation. Yeah. Finished product mistake. Yeah, she's uh she's on a tear here. I think that she has like got in the right headspace at the same time that Damar has kind of like got out of the yeah. right headspace for these last two. She has like stopped overthinking things. I think maybe Tamara has, although he's had some bad luck, but like started to overthink things a little bit. But Sarah's uh, really doing well here, especially with her uh, lamb dish. Uh, she made a lamb with tilted pin vinaigrette, uh, grape salad, and smoked yogurt. Kristen Kish, we we love ourselves some Kristen Kish. Um, she straight up was like, I hate lamb. And Sarah's like, oh, great. And but Kristen's like, but I love this. And she's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed to really like it. I think she said she's like never complimented lamb before. Yeah. It did look great. I'm not the biggest lamb person either, but this looked so like tender and almost like saucy in a good way. Um, and I love the idea of a great salad. Uh, yeah. Grape salad. Yeah. I could take your leave, but. Do you like grapes? Are you a fan of grapes? I could eat like a bag of cold grapes straight up, but just leave them out of my uh, other food. I just. How do you feel about grapes in like a pasta salad or like a. No, no good. No. Now, even like a grape pie. I don't think that's doing it for me. Okay. The idea of a grape pie creeps me out for whatever reason. Yeah. It's just uh, now crush those grapes, make it into a delicious wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there. We are in. Um, but yeah, just something I grape straight up. No other way for me, thank you. Jam. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, Welch's top? grape juice, maybe? The one that comes in the frozen thing? Oh, just like... You make it? it? I used to like that. Did you ever... And I did this. Just eat it out of the container? Um, I don't know <laughs> like about the... the frozen grape juice. I don't know about Welch's, but I'm sure... <laughs> like, whatever was on sale. That yeah, like, one of the delicious, like, juice ones, I guess. Yeah, but... What was the most likely kind your parents bought of those? Hmm. This is tangential. Um, okay, probably Five Alive. We were big into uh, oh, Five Alive. Wow. And they had like peach Five Alive and stuff, which is that's good. I, we were a big Fruitopia family as well. Yeah, I feel like I have visions of like the Fruit Punch Minute Maid cans in mm-hmm. my life. Um, we were also like a Fruitopia family, but just like the orange one. Yeah, well, only red for us, reddish pinkish one, like strawberry. I well, can only assume black no, or something. Yeah, I gotta look up what this fruit cookie was. But um, I think both your parents and my parents suffered with, like, if we ever mentioned we liked a certain thing, yes, we would just buy the hell out of it. Yes, I hinted that I like fruitopia. My parents literally bought a skid of fruitopia. <laughs> like, I don't even know how they got it home. Like, they're not you know, physically fit enough to lift something <laughs> like that. And they brought a skid of Fruitopia home one time. I think that's still in your basement. It No, it's you know how I know it's not? Because I drank the entire skid of Fruitopia. And I can't even drink it. It's been probably 15 years since I had Fruitopia. Because I just can't. I recently thought about getting back into it, but it's a slippery slope. Um, the one I always got was Tangerine Wavelength. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but my, my dad is, he's so sweet. And, um, because he, uh, is a baby boomer, he was not raised in a way in which he can express love in many ways. Um, and one of his ways is like buying me things that I said I liked one time. And so, and not that I said it one time, I I did love this Rootopia, but he would just buy it a lot. And I 
just got tired of it. But I don't even know if it exists anymore. I can still like smell it. Anyway, um, then we have Evelyn and DeMar come out. Evelyn made Nopal Rieno with a shrimp puree. Ra Nopal and Marigolds. I love the way she took, she really featured the cactus, I feel like, in a way that nobody else quite did. Um, and she made it like a stuffed Rieno or a stuffed Nopal, which is really cool. Yeah, I think it was probably possibly the most prevalent, prevalent excuse me, uh, in this dish out of all the dishes. I thought this looked pretty tasty, honestly. I would probably like this. It it was one of those, like, it looked tasty, but at the same time, like, not beautiful. But I guess that doesn't matter all sure. that much. Um, because they really seem to like it, the judges. Yeah, and I think Evelyn is really, she's been so strong the last couple of weeks, and I can see her carrying that into the um, into the finale. For sure. She kind of, like, got some of those lessons a few weeks ago. Not that she needed them, because she has been doing quite well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, stick to what you know, all that kind of things that the chefs come to like learn and lead on as the game goes on. Yeah. Um, and I think she's just completely hitting her stride here. Um, Jamar, he made pork shoulder glazed in chiltepin barbecue sauce, pickles with chiltepin, grilled Nepales and red bean puree. This felt very classic Jamar and I love what he did and I would love to try it. The judge, it, this just like was the obvious weakest dish out of these four. But I feel like it wasn't a bad dish at all. Like it wasn't like an absolute train wreck. No, I I think he was right there. I think he was close. The beans, the beans didn't come the through. Beans, yeah, he's take been like my, overcooking it, yeah, a couple things. Take my eyes, but not Mars beans. <laughs> <laughs> we, he did not know where he was going <laughs> to go with that statement. He just, I feel like that's just been Demar the last few weeks. It's like a part of his dish just completely falls apart, somewhat last minute. And then he just scrambles to the finish line, which I think we saw here again. And uh, yeah, I did like it. It was very Demar. He's like, I'm going Southern with like, you know, flares of chiltepine yeah. and cactus and stuff, which I thought was smart. I think the judges even commented on that and how that was like a good direction to go. It was just, he was just in the weeds late and just never really recovered. In the weeds. Look at you using like a real restaurant term. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think Buddha said it one time. So. <laughs> Buddha said something really funny. What did he say? Oh man, I don't. Remember. Demar said, "I'm oh, picking yeah. up what I'm putting down." And he said, "If I'm knocking, you better be answering," <laughs> which I love. Oh god, they're just they're just a good hang. These four, like this whole season, has just been like a good hang. There has been like a ton of awesome people, but this four especially is. So fun. I'm just so satisfied with this final four. I would have been devastated to see any of them leave. Yeah, it's one of those like, I'm devastated to see them leave, but I'm going to be devastated to see somebody win because that means that, you know, two others don't win who I want to win. Like, it really is, I guess it's a good problem to have, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So then we move into dessert. Um, These were some really gorgeous desserts that I was. I was super impressed with Sarah made a cactus cart with Seguro flour ice cream and cactus caramel. Um, I think maybe Sarah could have been in contention to leave with her cactus tart. Um, the ice cream just wasn't quite cold enough. And she had gotten some hot tips, pun intended from Buddha about the um, nitrogen, nitrogen, liquid nitrogen. Um, she originally spilled um, the custard <laughs> a lot. All, all over herself. Um, I, could see myself doing that. Well, like why it's 2022. We can't lower the thing where you need to pour in <laughs> your custard to make ice cream. Like, or like every there's no easier way to make ice cream. Yeah. Like that's got to be hip height at most. Yeah. I mean, I think the easier way is to use liquid nitrogen yeah. to be fair, but I think that's just one of those things. I'm sure it takes some practice because we've seen some people really over the years turn it into like a very like, icy mess. Yeah. Or in this case, just I think if anything, you want to err on the side that Sarah did here and have it be like a little melty, but still creamy. Do you think it kills the flavor of things? It's got to, right? Like anytime, anytime you like freeze. I think that happened with uh, Buddha, actually. One of his like frozen things. Yeah. How could it not happen with like any and all other foods that you poured into? I would love to like. I don't know if I've ever, like, tried anything like that. I've seen some, like, dishes where, like, they come, like, 
you know, smoking because yeah. like it's all mixed in and like a you weird... mean like a fajita? No, that's <laughs> sizzling. Um, no, this is you know, but it's yeah. liquid nitrogen. Yeah. It's smoke. Somebody... It's like a dry ice yeah. situation. You can uh, DM Halion. Tell me yeah. what that is. Yeah, that sensation. Um, and then Buddha made cactus with cream cactus cake, cactus seared ice cream, and prickly pear snow. Again, this was gorgeous. I love the way the prickly pear snow looked on it. It was just this gorgeous, gorgeous fuchsia color. Um, and I thought it was really cool that he served it on a bowl of ice to keep it really cold. I think that eventually worked into his detriment because, um, you know, the judges said some of the elements were too cold to enjoy. Uh, they're, they're, it's a little cold. Like, try some Sensodyne judges. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was good. I just, again, I'm always just in awe of his, like, creativity. Yeah. And you know what I love is, like, I'm pretty sure that he called this dish, like, cactus with cream. He always, like, has Something such cool. a good, like, story to his dish. Like, even in the, uh, quick fire, his, like, upside down tostada, like, it always has a name or, like, an idea. Going back to, like, his moon one, it had, like, a clever name when he made that, like, meringue about the moon. It's just always, like, thought out it's a presentation it's like a story in itself yeah he's really creative in a lot of different elements and i appreciate his like attitude he knows he's talented and he's confident in himself but he doesn't act like he's god's gift of food which i feel like marcel and marcus did and sorry but richard blaze did to a certain extent um so i just i don't know i just appreciate i just appreciate him he does seem super cool he uh Jokingly said that his friend group had quadrupled, <laughs> which is great. He is just cool. I he's one of those guys. I feel like I would just get along with. Yeah, all four of these people. Like, yeah, tr- truly all of these house. four. But like, I since like episode two have been like, oh, this Buddha dude is uh, yeah. really doing it for yeah, me. Yeah, you've loved Buddha since the beginning. He's just your your style of, of person. Um, Demar made a prickly pear cake glaze with prickly pear topped with buttermilk cheese, saguaro. And frozen mango um when they did the walkthrough tom you know meant he asked like hey tomorrow you got another dessert and he's like uh, and then he told kristen like hey this guy made the best character guy i've ever had and tomorrow's like Ugh. i thought this was so gorgeous it was probably my favorite looking dessert um i please f me up with some buttermilk cheese i need to try that yeah, do we know what that is I, funny no. i was going to ask you and I waited until now to ask you um, if you knew what that was. Like, I just no, I can make some buttermilk. And... Yeah, I can only imagine that they like that whatever they do to make cheese, they yeah. did it with buttermilk. Fair, yeah, it seems reasonable. I just <laughs> science with hate. I don't know why, too, but I got the sense that like that would have been something he made there sure. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, um, I've never seen it at your local grocers. I mean, we live in a small town. <laughs> yeah. We can't even find like we can't even find like. Like chili and sauce. Yeah, I'm looking at all the ingredients from this episode. We we can't can't even find grapes sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Forget Fruitopia or anything like that. We get yogurt. Um, yeah. This was such a beautiful dessert from Damar. Um, when he brought it out, Tom like whispered to himself, "Oh, Damar crushed it." (laughs) Because he he was so excited. Um, I think Tom's. I think Tom's a big Damar guy. Um, but yeah, he even was just like. Oh, he's done it. He's only yeah. gone and done it. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was beautiful. I think it was super tasty too. Yeah. I think they really liked it. Um, and then Evelyn made a sour orange and sweet lime curd with Seguro Pod Meringue, prickly pear garnisha, basil flowers, and kins. I have to say, this is my least favorite visually of these dishes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it kind of just felt like dessert soup, but that doesn't matter because it was like all the judges thought it was just absolutely the best. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a dessert soup, but if uh, the fixings are there, I'm in. I, okay, I used to like microwave ice cream mm. and stir it, like not until it's like warm, but mm. like really soft and creamy and then like stir in chocolate syrup really hard until it was like so smooth, like basically like frosty. Mm. Well, that's upsetting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I used to let my ice cream melt. I don't think that's uncommon. Um, I mean, it's ice cream. It melts pretty fast. You needed to microwave it, though? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, never been a fan of the chocolate. Um, I heard syrup. Quick, yeah. Quick, quick syrup? Yeah. Quick, quick mix? Quick. 
Yeah, because I knew right away that this wasn't like a delicious like chocolate syrup. (laughs) No, 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 no. I knew because we were talking about childhood. My parents could in the nineties. I knew right away that it was Nesquik or something, and yeah, never, never like. No, even even when we go over breakfast and you ask for a chocolate milk and they make you a Nesquik, you're like, oh. Yeah, I don't want that. How about strawberry milk? Did you ever like strawberry milk? I gotta tell you. Fruitopia 1, strawberry milk 2 for one of (laughs) my most drank things as a kid that I can no longer... I saw it in the grocery store recently. Like a carton of strawberry milk? Yeah, yeah. No, the carton of strawberry milk is right there. But I don't I, know if I've ever had a cart. I just don't think I could. To be fair, I don't think I have either, but just, I just don't think I could do it. Oh, Eat a lot of strawberry cream cheese in my day, too. What? I don't know why. Like on a bagel or straight yeah, bagel. up? What was What were you telling me was like one of your favorite like snacks? <laughs> I was telling you <laughs> in the privacy of our own home oh God. that I used to like fill a bowl with balsamic <laughs> with vinegar and then cut up um cucumber oh, into yeah. it. Oh yeah, well that's delicious. Yeah, well like just dunk the cucumber, man. Like oh, I didn't eat I, it like soup. Yeah, like I ate it like soup. That's fair. Which oof. You love making things that aren't soup into soup. I guess. Like rice. <laughs> yes, I also have told you in good faith that I used to put a lot of soy sauce on my rice to the point of it being soupy. Just so bad for you, but Yeah. So good. Amazing how you're still like alive still and don't have like crazy cholesterol that we know of. That's fair. We haven't. Really <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've talked about like the weird things I've eaten on this podcast. You just don't listen to the podcast now. Well, I'm sure we've also talked about it now. Or you save those details save just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. I'll have to. Well, uh... you think I'm giving you my best takes? <laughs> yeah, no. You're always so quiet when we watch Top Chef. Is that true? No. <laughs> Rude. Um, yeah. So four dishes. Uh, they came out. They. I think this was probably a really, really tough judges table. Um, if anybody had dropped the ball ever so slightly on dessert, yeah, I think we would have had like a real, like, close race here. Sure. It was just that Demar was like the only real negative, albeit slight, in the, um, savory dish. Mm-hmm. So I think once everybody did a very much passable job on dessert, I think it was pretty. I think so, too. Um, and it was tough to lose to because I really love him and I think he's fantastic. It's clear that, that his fellow contestants adored him. Um, it's clear that the judges adored him. Like, how often does Tom stand up to, like, shake? Sh- <laughs> sh- sh- like, I'm surprised he didn't, like, give him a sweet kiss on the mouth. Yeah, he wanted to. He wanted to do the whole, like, European. Yeah. And Padma, like, we know she's crashed. We didn't really see, like, a close-up of her being crashed, but we know she's crashed. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Tom is, like, a big Demar guy, but I think, uh, Padma, very much like us, would have been crushed to see anybody go. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, we lose Demar here. Evelyn wins this challenge. She's, she's going straight to the finale. Were you surprised that Evelyn won it all? Oh, a little bit, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, but too. I guess, I guess looking back on it and thinking about what the judges said, um, like Sarah made such a fantastic dish for her first dish, but they, as much as they liked her dessert, they weren't like this. Yeah, star. Um, and then that Buddha kind of faced that too. Like he did really well in in the savory, but not like perfect in the sweet. And I think Evelyn did did the um, did the average best. I, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't like blown away. Oh, well, no, I think it was a very, like, deserved win. I just, I don't know. I no, guess, no, I'm I just sorry, I meant was... blown away by her, like, dishes. Yeah, yeah like, not, I guess. I, I mean, I guess. I, I No, not really even. I think they were really good dishes. I don't know why. I just, like, wasn't really expecting her to win. And when yeah. she won, I was like, oh. And then, like I said, thinking back on it, it's like, yeah, no, like, she probably had the best two, like, most consistent dishes. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know why. I just thought it was going to be, like. I thought it was maybe going to be Sarah's because they all loved her savory dish so much. They said, like, this is one of the best dishes. Like, Tom, I even said, like, I would expect to find this in a three-star Michelin restaurant. Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know. I was just surprised, but I don't really know why. I was just, I just noticed that I was, my heart rate had slightly gone up. I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, and we lose to Mar, which is really tough. Um, Going into the finale, we're going into the finale with three people. Hopefully we get the full three meals. I don't have anything um, to 
lead me to believe otherwise, obviously. Yeah. Are we getting um, past contestants as sous chefs, do we think? I feel like I didn't see like anything. Like, from this season? Yeah, from this, like, I recently think, eliminated. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, they always have somebody. I don't know, I feel like I didn't see that in the preview, preview, but I might just not have been watching that. No, and then they might not, just because, like, it might just not really be that important yeah. to the storyline. We're staying in Tucson? No, we're staying in Tucson. It's not going to be, like, uh, cook something. I don't think so. Like, uh, anything at all involved with Tucson, just. Just cook the best meal of your life. Yeah, I like that the best. And I think we're, I, I love that we're going to get three completely different menus. And I'm so excited about what we're going to get from each person. Yes, I think we're looking at quite different dishes. It's going to be like hard to judge because they're going to be so different. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be very varied. Um, but you know, they're all going to have like exceptional backstories mm-hmm. and reasons for cooking this, like most do in the final. I think it's going to be really interesting. And Buddha said, like, he's got a lot in his arsenal that he hasn't brought out yet. Of course he does. What, what, like, I don't even, I don't even know what to expect because everything he does is so unexpected. Yes, I I just genuinely feel like, with all the respect to everybody else, he has just been, like, one of the most fun, I think, like, throughout time of Top Chef. I think he's, like, easily my top three. Wow. As far, maybe not as, like, absolute like favorite to watch necessarily although let's be real he's like he, he pretty, he pretty like but interesting just, enough television yeah but just like as far as like i think michael voltaggio is one of my like top ever like creative mm-hmm. just like i'm always wowed by like where he goes because like sometimes i'm like i would make this dish and they make something like almost similar mm-hmm. i find that's never the case with buddha sure and i feel like that isn't always uh super Common on the show, and I, oh, I just think he's so creative. Yeah, but I think uh, is he a rooting interest here? Uh, I think it's yeah, it's quite clearly. Clear. But again, uh, Sarah wins. I'll be, I'll be pretty excited actually because like she's had such a you, rocky well, I was road. Gonna ask you, like, if Sarah wins, do you find this a satisfying season? Yeah, that's tough. Like, like I get both sides. I personally am fine with it because I find her so likable. And and are you more fine in a situation like this where she comes back than say? Remember when Chris from Survivor came back after being voted out like third in one season? Chris. Exactly. Chris from Survivor. I don't even remember what season it was. Maybe Ghost. No, it could have been Ghost Island. Chris. Yeah, Survivor I feel like she's been winner. back in the game long enough. This guy. That. Do you remember him? Do you remember him winning Survivor? I mean, <laughs> I feel like I remember him, but I wouldn't have ever pulled out that memory unless you had provoked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's come back like early enough that like she has earned her way. Like yeah. there's been quite a bit of time for her to go home again. And, and like, and she was like participating in hard activities to get that. Yes, eating just rice, yeah. just like on Survivor, <laughs> yeah. sleeping in the sand. Well, on Survivor, they like it's better for them because you're like hanging out with the jury the entire time. Like you're not ha- like you're not. I mean, I guess you're kind of hanging out with Tom, so maybe it is. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think like she had to fight really hard to stay yeah. in it. And she got back in it, and she's fought hard since then. I think that would be... I would be fine with it. I know that there would be some outrage out there. And I think that's fair. If you yeah. are outraged by it, because... Yeah, but if that's the game... That's the game. Yeah, if that's the game, then whatever. And of course, I'd be thrilled with an Evelyn win. Like, truly, any of these three people, if they win, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm also pretty sure that all three of these people are on my... Um, fantasy t- team so wow. i've i've already won just crushed it. yeah what do you win car ten thousand glory oh that's good to- yeah okay ten thousand you think we're gonna get ten thousand dollars <laughs> from this podcast i would be no i would also <laughs> largely be happy with an evelyn win i yeah. was think of like if this person wins like are they going to be a really good champion for the show yeah. and like are they going to be happy to go so it's not always the case like are they going to be happy to go to future events like as a top shot, are they going to be on next season as, you know, season 19 winner? Um, and I think, I think all of them, but I think yeah. Evelyn would just love doing that kind of thing. I think she'd be such a good person to do that. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about this finale because I feel like you can't go wrong here. And I just, I've been, a, I've been having a great time this season. It's just, it's, it's really warmed my heart. I really love what they've done with the place. Me too. I think. They've made a lot of good 
choices for just like how the season worked and the cast and what to show of the cast. Um, I've also been quite chuffed with this season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to know what else you were checked with this week. What did we eat? What good things did we eat? Hmm. It's hard. Oh. It's hard when okay. It's first of all hard when you're on the podcast uh, and we get this section because we've only eaten the same thing. It's even it harder me. when we're the only two people here because we've yeah. absolutely eaten the same thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Actually, we've had um. Luckily for the listeners, a pretty unhealthy week. A lot of takeout. Delicious, delicious takeout. We've gotten on like a bad roll of like we do groceries like every three weeks and we should be doing groceries every two weeks. Yeah. Every like 10 days we should be. Yeah. I'm just getting like veg. And I think, I think we've been pretty good at grocery shopping within the last year of getting a lot of veg. I think you and I have done a great job at having some meals where we're not reliant on meat at all. And I've been enjoying that a lot. Um, So what did we even eat? Let's see. I, um, I, early last week. No. Late last week, we went out to the local craft brewery here. Mm. We had a delicious, delicious um, <laughs> bacon cheeseburger yeah. with the best fries oh, in so a 30 mile radius. They're so good. To us. And a Nashville hot chicken that was so hot. <laughs> we're such babies. We're such babies that we were like, like crying like- <laughs> and like my beer was doing no good to and like cool, cool it them out. But it came with bread, so we were just like really rubbing good. this piece of yeah. bread on our tongue. But oof, so good, and it was really good. And we both looked at each other and we're like, "That was delicious." We are never getting it again. No. Um, so that was delicious. I also made uh, blueberry scones this week. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed those scones. Scone or scone? I, I say, say scone. I say scone. Yeah. Well, we're not. Somebody at my work was like, "Is that a scone?" Um, you made falafel this week. Oh yes, that it was, was delicious. And we only had like mini non, yeah. so I essentially just made like mini non pizzas with mine with tzatziki and whatnot. It was delicious. Um, your mother made pulled pork. We enjoyed that. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it wasn't my favorite pulled pork. To be fair, I don't think my mom made it. I almost got the sense that it was like <laughs> some type of prepared pulled pork of some kind. I don't know why. I just got that sense. <laughs> Not my favorite. You made little non. You, oh, you made little non pizzas. I love those. those yes, are great. separate from the falafel, we made gin oh, yeah. like with pepperoni little non. Well, you made like sundry tomato ones, which were great. Um, mm-hmm. We also went. Out, oh, yeah, I forgot. We went out for a lunch at this local restaurant called uh, the Pie Guys. Um, they have like, a great little lunch menu. I had a brie 
uh, caramelized onion and pear flatbread with chicken. You had a roast beef grilled cheese with pasta salad. I'm really into pasta salad recently. You made a pasta salad tonight, and I had a great time eating it. I also love a good pasta salad. And then last night, we got little Caesars. Got little Caesars. We're not picky. Driving home, I got. 12 bucks in my pocket. What are we going to get for dinner? <laughs> Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Always ask them for crazy crust because they put that sweet, sweet, garlicky goodness all over your pizza, just like the crazy mm. bread. The best. They have really great pepperoni, too. They like, have, so crispy. Yeah, and it's, like, super flavorful when you uh, get one of those. Oof, yeah. It was good. And, man, shout out to their saucier at <laughs> Little Caesars because... I you got up. I I, cho- I chose the barbecue ranch, and I was like, "Yeah, make it too." Yeah. And honestly, I, I woke up thinking about that. Sauce. Really, I was yeah. worried you were going to regret it because you're usually like a creamy garlic guy. I know, I know. It was already so garlicky that I was yeah, like, "Let's fair. go in a different direction," and it was so good. Did your wait? Did we drive in my car? Oh, I was going to say, did your car still smell like little secrets this morning? No, I wish. Yeah, it was delicious. We enjoyed it. It lasted like three meals. Like, what, what more can you ask for? Nope. I had a nutritious meal. Uh, during a golf tournament today. Yeah. Delicious turkey sandwich. Lots of fruit and veggies and accompaniment, which is nice. You don't always get that uh, out on the course. So that I, was good. I asked you this, not last night, but probably the night before, just as you were about to fall asleep. I asked what your favorite sandwich is. So vague. Um, is it that vague? Like, like, do I just name a genre? Like, it's a burger. No, like, 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 I love a BLT. Like, I know I'm always going to enjoy, like, a clubhouse sandwich. I can't commit. You can't commit. Oh, I, I forgot. So. I had a really great chicken parm sandwich yesterday, too. Oh, yes. We ooh, we ate. Yeah. Oh, God. We did get a lot, too. Yeah. I had an omelet because we went at that weird time of day where you can get breakfast and lunch. And I always get lunch. I always get breakfast. God, it was like the best chicken parm sandwich I've ever had. Yeah. I don't know what my best sandwich is. I'm just having a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, like probably like a clubhouse sandwich or like a ham and Swiss. Are you deciding for me or this is yours? No, this is me. Oh. If you're not going to pick a sandwich, I'm going to I'm not going to pick a sandwich for you. Yeah, well, see, you've named like three sandwiches. Well, not half. Like, if I ask you what your favorite animal is, I don't mean, like, I don't need you. You asked me that the other day. I know. And I didn't know. No, you just like shut down emotionally. I was like, at least narrow it down to like Man. What's your favorite? Oh, I'm sorry. Mammal What's your something? favorite woodland animal? <laughs> yeah, like, it's obviously a woodlouse. <laughs> it's not. You don't even know what a woodlouse is. I think I think we call them potato bugs, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, though. they're like those little guys. You don't like them? <laughs> no, no, no. There's some in our basement. You're always creeped out by. I them. just like saying woodlouse. No. I always think it's a mouse. Yeah. Um. Because it rhymes with mouse. Yeah, I have a question that I'm sure you talk about okay. literally every year. I don't always hear the podcast. What do con- you mean you don't always hear the podcast? Due purely to connectivity issues. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, so I don't get that channel. Um, the channel that you download on your phone? Um, what would be your final meal? Oh, like my final meal? Not like before the electric chair. Like if you were on <laughs> Top Chef. Yeah, like what would I... Yeah, what's your like final cook? I think I'm going like a soup. In the first round, like okay. a veg heavy soup, maybe like a spring pea or like like a corn like a corn and like peach or something like that. Um, and then a fish, like I'd probably do some sort of like diablo shrimp, like really spicy shrimp, like veg meat. I think I'm gonna go like probably pretty classic with like a steak. Um, probably more shrimp. <laughs> Throw more shrimp on there. Okay. Um, you know, like um, I really enjoyed. We used to go to a restaurant and get. Uh, I used to get this like chipotle steak with like mm. that would come with like a a, a lob of goat cheese. Well, that sounds good. So I probably copied that. And for dessert, I can't wait to hear what your shrimp based dessert is. <laughs> and then I'm not really like great at making cakes, but I'm not bad at desserts in general. So I don't know, like probably something like a savory dessert, like maybe like a like a like a just like a strawberry shortcake but like a peach shortcake like maybe like bookend my meals with peaches or like have peach throughout the throughout the whole meal like i'd probably like to do like a theme where i'm like carrying oh okay. i love a good theme throughout the meal. yeah so maybe i'm going back the shrimp my shrimp dish is going to be like a shrimp and peach ceviche Oof. and then have like a steak with like a peach barbecue sauce or something like Ooh, that's, that. good. that's a good idea I like that. Yeah. Very uh, Niagara. We grow peaches here. Yeah, I love peaches. I I mean, actually, I'm more of a nectarine girly, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. 
this. I have trouble with that texture of the outside hoopie. I know, and, and that's it just, why like, I like, go me. for nectarines. I know, and you know what? I just it basically steers me clear of all stone fruit. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, stone yeah, you're fruit a stone person. fruit hater. And then I eat one. I'm like, oh, it's this delicious. is good. But like the thought of getting a peach pie, like yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm never gonna grab a peach and eat it because it's so much effort. I I do love an nectarine. Yeah, I just um, not big on that. Not not bashing your final meal, though. I think it sounds delicious. Thank you. The peach barbecue sauce, I think I would love. Yeah, I think we should actually try and do that this summer. I have a lot of ideas for stuff I'd like to try this summer. Um, whether I actually do it or not, like I have a lot of big veg ideas that I'd like to do this summer that I'm really excited about. The grilled avocado being one of them. What would feature on your final meal? I don't know. As soon as I oh, asked, okay, yeah, cool, as soon cool, as, yeah, cool. yeah, just set me up for t- yeah, yeah. As soon okay, as I cool. asked that, I was like, oh, she's gonna ask me. Yeah, because this is a podcast. Yeah, it's a conversation. Um, forgot. So yeah, I, I just like it's hard to separate like what I think is delicious and what I think is like the best meal to put forward. Like, what yeah. do, you, do you think the chefs? Like, do you think this is, like, their favorite food that they make in the final, or just, like, what they know they can make super well? I think it's stuff that they love to do, and I think that's what I really enjoy seeing is, like, and I think we're going to see from someone like Evelyn, is, like, food that they really love to make and probably love eating. Yeah, because I think just, like, a delicious piece of, like, braised beef or something as, like, my... But, like, that's so boring. It's just that I'm boring, and, like, that's what I think. And we're is, also like when I, chefs. Yeah, when I think of going out to a fancy meal, it's like I'm going to get a nice like, piece what, of braised. Okay, like, what's, what's your favorite thing to order at a restaurant, then? Um, I mean, I do, like, braised beef, but you know what? I'm not even, like, a huge red meat person, per se. Yeah. But um, you love a short rib. Like, if you see short yeah, ribs, I do love a short rib. Honestly, I love chicken, but you always get that, like, when there's a bunch of delicious options and you tell the server that You'd like the chicken. They're always like, mm, okay, bud. but. It, but it's not like when you're ordering like chicken fingers at like a good restaurant. No, like, I I honestly love like a good chicken. Yeah, I don't know. Like what I, what gets me jazzed when I see it on a yeah. menu. Just something different. Oh, I love um, pork belly. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. love a good like uh, glazed pork. I love glazed things. Mm-hmm. I really like Asian, like in, mm-hmm. inspired food like that type of like glazing and sweetness and sour not tom yum but yeah other but you like that. a lot like you like the spice the sweet the sour like yeah the salt and having that nice balance i guess that kind of stuff yeah so i'll just sprinkle all of those ideas into my final meal yeah and i think portfolio would be like a great um like main for yeah meal. maybe like a yeah yeah that's all i got yeah that's all you got and, and then yeah dessert <sighs> See, it's tough again, because, like, I feel like there's desserts that I can make super well. What about, like, a sticky toffee pudding? Like, it's a dessert you can make super well and a dessert you love. That's true. I'd have to put some flair on it. Like, sure. It couldn't just be, but yes. Ooh, like a brandy whipped cream or something like I that. I just discovered what a sticky toffee pudding is, really, this year. And, and you're I've really made good it, at like, them. four times. Yeah, you're really good at them. Yeah, it's delicious. My mom loves when you make them. Yeah, which is total bonus for making them as I score. I was not points. sure where you're going when you started with with bone. That's a bone plastic. What do you think was <laughs> making? I'm not going to say it on the <laughs> Okay. Anyway, anything else about this episode? No, I think that's uh, tough to see tomorrow go. Tough to see tomorrow. I think uh, first I can't wait to see him on Top Shop All-Stars 3. Big time. I think he'll be back. Adma probably just saved his number. Yeah, for sure. For her easy access in the future. Do you think we're ever going to get a Top Chef All-Stars 3? Because I feel like we've been going real hard in the last two seasons with, like, the judges being, like, former contestants. Like, are those people ever going to want to, like, give up the judge paycheck to go play again? I can't imagine that the judge paycheck is... That great? That well, it's not two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I guess Plus, so. like these, uh, it's fun to compete, you know. Yeah, for sure. I know it's not your thing. It's not my. Well, I'm not good at things. So. But some people just have that drive to like compete. It hasn't been that long. We get it. You're seen, doing a triathlon this summer. <laughs> I. <laughs> it hasn't been that long since we saw an All Stars. No, no, no. But season, just so it might be a little while. But I think we'll. I think we'll get there. Yeah. I think tomorrow will be there. Yeah. I think the first couple of weeks, it was hard to see somebody other than DeMar winning. Yeah. Because, like, he was just... Really killing it. Yeah, like, there was a some point somebody was like, DeMar wins everything. Um, 
So tough to see him go. I really thought he was at least going to be in the final cook, but yeah. I think the other three deserve the spots. Yeah. Great episode, great season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to be found on the internet? Um, yeah, but not enough to like make it a thing. Just People find me. Yeah, yeah, they find you. They find me. Yeah, I'm featured a lot on yours. You are. Well, I we have the in-person professional photograph that I would like to get you set up. Yeah, you called me inactive last week. Um, Did I? Social media wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when was the last time you posted? Well, no, I, forever, but I really like it, it really resonated with me. And all week I was like, I, I am inactive. I, I mean, like, you don't have to be active. Like, no, I, I find just, I'm too active. It was what, like October the last time? November I, 10th. November 10th. And yeah. before that, October 3rd. And before that, post more. We live. Wow, you posted twice in one exciting week. Exciting. Yeah. Wow, no, three times in one week because you posted for my birthday, too. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that was a big. Yeah, I was exhausted. Season. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You know? Oh, I'll get better. I'll get better by next season when. Well, you have a good eye. I have to pinch hit again. I'll be better, and I'll be like, I'd love everyone to follow me. Please. Are you going to come on um, to talk about Bachelor in Paradise this year with us? Yeah, Amy. Try and keep me off. I've never. Yes, I will. You never podcast with Amy. No, I've never spoken words to Amy oh. in real life. My mom took her out for lunch one day. The council said they went out to lunch together, and she still didn't get on the podcast. My mom? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine my mom on the podcast? Yeah. No. Mom, my mom for eight years. Did you know this this month, this past month, I've been podcasting for eight years? I did not. Crazy, eh? It's crazy. Longer than we've been together. Yeah. It's, uh... I remember having to tell you the first time that I had a podcast about The Bachelor, and you, I don't, I, I think you thought I was joking. It's just you hear about podcast hosts, and you know they exist. <laughs> But you never expect you're going to meet one. It's the dream to meet a podcast. No, it's not. You didn't even know what they were before you met me. Well, that's you were like ground floor podcast. Probably not. But Uh, no, I was pretty. I mean, we're pretty early on. Yeah. Thanks for all the work. I can have done it on my own. Yeah. I have a handful of podcasts. So that's up to me. Yeah. Maybe one day. Anyway. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. Uh, if you want to check out what I'm reading, we just got back from the Thank library, you. actually. Um, you can check out my bookstagram at the Strong Library. Um, follow Latonio, uh, LK Starks. Follow Kirk Clark at Kirk Clark with two C's. One at the beginning, one partway through, of course. Yeah, and uh, we're going to, hopefully the band will all be back together for the finale. But thanks for joining us again, Ethan. Yes, yeah, no problem. Fun. I hope for everybody's sake that the band is back together next week. Why did you not like doing it? No, I love it. I just, okay. <laughs> I just, I feel like the people are coming here for what they've been, what they've paid for. <laughs> I feel for like sometimes when I get that, yes. Yeah, well, you know. I'm happy happens. to be here, though. Yeah, well. Anyway, pack your knives and head on out. Maybe that Jasper has not bothered us once this entire time. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.